Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. GMGP. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Monday, August 28, 2023. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. Y'all know y'all boy appreciate that. We are like 10 days away from the NFL season kicking off. I can't wait, Jay Rich. I can't wait, baby. I can't wait. And I appreciate everybody that's in the building right now. Fredo in the building. Joe in here popping early, talking her stuff. I don't know what Joe talking about. Good morning to you, Joe. Shane in the building. What's happening with you, Job Webb? Uh, we got my man Dynasty Barry in the building. Patrick Price. Hunter Joe Green, as always. Cold World TDE. What's going down with you, baby? Who else we got? Let's scroll to the bottom. Let's see who jumped in here. Uh, John in the building. Uh, Andrew, Mike, the Mike, Garrison, Jackie Moon. Got a good people. What's up, Joe? She said, hey, Jay. Uh, she said, hey, Ray, not hey, Jay. She said, hey, Ray, not Jay. But I'm glad y'all are in the building. Jay, turn the music down, man. Turn the music down. Want to let everybody know we appreciate y'all being in the building with us. And uh, football season is here. Like, we're done with the preseason. NFL season. Jay and I were arguing before the show. Is it technically 10 or 11 days into the season? I think it's I think it's 11 days until Thursday, so 10 more days without football. But excited, happy y'all are in the building. We got a dope show lined up for y'all today. Got a lot to talk about. Not really going to do a ton of preseason wrap-up takeaways. A lot of the starters didn't play. Got some big player movements, some things that happened, some guys that are back, some guys that are in some new spots, underdog fantasy. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Jay Rich, got to bring you in the building. How you doing this morning, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad that uh, we're taking some time to digest the preseason and we can get into that next week. But uh, we did see some players play, so I was happy to see that. But yeah, yeah. definitely uh, a little bit underwhelming, I think, this whole preseason. I feel like I'm getting old because my dad's, you know, I don't, I don't know about people, you know, my dad's like, ah, heck the preseason. Tell me when the regular season starts. Don't care about it. But for us, you know, we we are into the micro movement of the NFL, yeah. the players, how they're trending. Uh, so we want to watch these guys play, but it really hasn't delivered i don't know if it's a me thing or it's just i'm watching less and less every year but it seems like less and less players are playing and i can't blame anybody but sean mcveigh everyone from that sean mcveigh coaching tree does not play anybody in the preseason and his coaching tree only gets deeper and deeper and deeper every year and we see less and less guys play like b john robinson playing one game in the preseason a rich skipping a preseason game i know what are we no. doing I know. What are well, we doing, man? I think, it breaks I, my heart. Breaks my I heart. think a lot of people thought that with the changes to the preseason schedule, dropping it down from four to three games, you might get like a game where the starters play. But what you're seeing more than yeah. not, I mean, Dallas didn't play anybody. No Tony Pollard, no Dak Prescott at all. I think it's just it's interesting which teams actually play their starters, which teams don't. But yeah, man, I thought it was fine. It was good to see some of the rookies get out there and play, get a kind of an idea of what they're going to do this season. And then some veterans, right, is provide some dips in value, maybe some value spikes for yeah. you to get out of some players. So there's a lot. There's still a lot that happened within preseason. But, yeah, man, we're a couple of days away from the NFL season. I can't wait for that. Jay, we've got content-wise that dropped that people need to know about this morning, man. Uh, the biggest thing for everybody out there, if you are watching this channel, if you're listening after the fact, go and check out Scott Connor's pod from this morning on DD Radio. Every running back on a 53, and we have cut down day tomorrow. So a lot of players can make cut, a lot of player movement. So Scott went through all the running backs talking Let's about go. which ones you want to know, which ones you want to have on your rosters. And then as well, we will talk about this going throughout the week in the Patreon. So if you do want to sign up, it's a great time to sign up for the NFL season. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. 
But check out Scott's pod because he goes through all the running backs, tells you which ones you want to own, which ones he says you can wait on and see what happens. But there will be a lot of movement. And for us, it's really just the running backs. Don't worry about the receivers. There's gonna be a lot of movement on all fronts, but it's the running backs, running backs, <laughs> running backs. These are the guys we want in our lineups and on our John rosters. Said, John into the said season. he already listened. John said I already listened to that. Drops shit. early for the John people, said man. I already listened to it, man. I listened to Scott's pod at like 2 a.m. and I'm up for wake up. <laughs> Appreciate y'all tapping in that. Scott and I did do destination chill last night. Talked yep. about everybody's favorite. Jay, you know what everybody loves to do to fantasy analysts? It tells how wrong we are. So we yep. did the uh, the Eminem from 8 Mile. We just got ahead of it, right? We talked about all the areas where we could go wrong this fantasy football season. Talked about my conviction on A. Rich. Scott talked about his fading of the tight ends. So go back, check out that show. We streamed it last night. And then we got a lot of dope content creators. A brand new Debbie show dropped on Destination Debbie mm-hmm. Radio. Shout out to Derek and Gump. So brand new Debbie show dropping on DD Radio. You need that because the college football season is back, Jay. And what better person to talk about today than the number one overall pick in the 2024 NFL Draft, Sir Caleb Eugene Williams, man. Caleb Williams, Zachariah Branch. USC Trojans didn't play very well, in my opinion, but they put up over 50 points, beat San Jose State. Jay, did you get to watch any Caleb Williams, and did you see the player that everybody's buzzing about, Zachariah Branch? I did. Yeah, it's funny. So you mentioned Gump's pod, right? And he actually talked about Zachariah Branch. So I was waiting to see how much would he play, what would happen with him, because I knew he was super fast, right? There's reports he hit 25 miles per hour on the GPS tracker, and you see it right away, whether it's a rush, whether it's a his kick return touchdown, his yeah, punt man. returns. That was yeah, phenomenal. Man. Like the kid is just dynamic. Um, you see, I heard a lot of comps of Tavon Austin, you know, early in his college career and just the dyna- dy- dynamism that he brings to the table. Um, but phenomenal. Then, you know, you get into Caleb. I mean, USC's defense in the first half didn't play so well, but after that, they really locked in, played well. Um, you know, Caleb hit all of his under props for us, San, too, right? Yeah, he did cash the under. Speaking so of, was, hey, if you want to get in the prop, listen, our dub club is popping. It's in, link is in the description. Yes, sir. It's free for like three more days. Get in there. Jay had a monster out. 43 unit night. Insane. Insane night. Insane night. Ridiculous. Join the Ridiculous. Dub Club. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Caleb Williams, number one pick. It's going to be awesome. We did a mock draft show last week. Check that out. But Jay, we got to get into the players that are rising, falling. Some interesting names on this underdog list. You fantasy football people, there's some interesting names out there on this underdog risers and fallers list. So let's get into it right now. From the biggest and brightest stars to the last round pick, we have you covered for everything on Underdog Fantasy. Let's get into it and let's get that money, baby. Go ahead, Jay. You got it. All right, Ray. So the biggest riser to no one's really surprise is, in fact, Marvin Mims. And this really even stems back prior to Jerry Judy getting hurt, which only happened a few days ago. So on top of Marvin Mims rising all week long and playing pretty well in the preseason game, he had two receptions for 51 yards. We saw the long catch that he made and actually evaded the pass interference. Kind of reminded me, Ray, a little bit of Brandon Cook's. But now we have a Jerry Judy hamstring injury and he's supposed to miss several weeks. What does that mean? We're going to find out. But Jerry Judy will be out for a while. And one of the most crowded wide receiver rooms in the NFL, at least we thought come July when they drafted Marvin Mims, is now looking wide open. And Ray, I do have one question for you because I was looking this up last night and it got me to thinking. Marvin Mims is a great deep ball receiver. I think if you want to operate Cortland Sutton in the intermediate area, It'd be pretty interesting. How would you feel about Marvin Mims to lead all rookies in receiving yards at 22 to 1? So, you know, you have Addison as the favorite, QJ is second, JSN, I think it's fourth or fifth because of his injury. But I'm like, if Marvin Mims is wide receiver two out the gate, mostly the deep threat, and then on top of that, he's going to be getting deep balls from Russ. We'll see what the offense looks like. But in my opinion, he really has a shot at this, and if you have you him right so? now, like you think so? Course, I mean, I, I like the odds. He's I, wide receiver two. two. That's what I'm saying. At the, at the odds, right? At he's, the odds. He's, he's two for now, but Judy's not out for the season. He doesn't have a high ankle sprain. He's not dealing with the torn meniscus. He doesn't have an ACL. Hamstring though. I, dude, th- so Judy's if, a whole, if he Judy's six a whole weeks, story. Right? That's a whole different yeah. story. I mean, I, I mean. <sighs> It's interesting. Know, so for me, I'm right, just, he's locked I, in his wide receiver two to start the year, which is great. And then he can continue to progress in the offense throughout the season. 
and hopefully only get better. Even with the return of Judy, he can still have a role on the team. But also, Ray, Jayla yeah. Warren flying up yeah. draft boards. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know where the hype train is going to stop for this guy. Obviously, ripped off a massive run last week. That was his rise throughout the week. But then this weekend, also scored a rushing touchdown again. So... You look at what this guy's done and put on tape. You put out the film session. You're excited for him. We all hate Matt Canada, but the Steelers are looking pretty good. And Jalen Warren's looking like he's going to be a big part of this offense. And so I need to know from you, like, how high can this really go for Jalen Warren this season? Because I think there could be a world where maybe he's an RB2? No, maybe. No, no, no? no Am I no. too crazy? So so here's the thing. Yeah, I did the film session. Yeah, I've been talking about Jalen Warren. I like him. I think he's going to have a role in the offense. But, like, I didn't want it to get that wild. Like, I'm just saying, yeah. like, this is a guy that you need to have rostered. This is a player that don't don't disrespect him or disregard him because they're going to utilize him in the offense. But not one point in time did I say he's going to take over the job from Najee Harris. Yes, he has more juice. I think he's more explosive than Najee, but the reality is what I think doesn't matter. Pittsburgh is still going to trot Najee out there as their RB1. Warren's going to have a role. He's more explosive. He can rip off plays that Najee can't, but Najee can do a couple of things that Jalen Warren can't either. So absent an, a Najee Harris injury, I do not project Jalen Warren to be an RB2. I like him. I think he's one of the best handcuff running backs in the NFL with some standalone value, but I'm not going to jump the shark and say that he's going to usurp Najee Harris, despite what my personal preferences to see him get more opportunity may be. I don't think that is a sound piece of advice to give people right now. Love me some Jalen Warren, especially like in, in, you know, in some spots where you got some deeper starting roster spots, some additional yeah. flexes, but I'm not going to project him to be the RB to finish as an RB two absent a Najee Harris injury. Jay, I like him. Um, I think he's a very good, very good running back, but I'm not projecting him to usurp Najee Harris. And to your Marvin Mims point, I, I, I guess it just really depends on Judy's health, man. And and that's been the yeah. that's been the unfortunate thing with Jerry Judy. It feels like his whole career is you see the flashes mm -hmm. of Alabama dopeness, you see the route running ability, you see the big play threat, but then you also see him on a cart more times than you want to see him on a cart. And you know, I've I've talked to a lot of people in the, that are, you know, fantasy, they're in the fantasy space and they're doctors, they're physical therapists. And I always ask, is health a skill? We talked about this on this show. And I don't know if some people just have the injury bug or injury prone. But what's unfortunate with Judy is it's always something. Every year, it's something. It's an ankle. It's yeah. a hammy. And hamstrings are tricky. Those things linger. So I don't know, Jay. That's That's one where... I'll just say this. I'm pretty happy about my investment in Cortland Sutton. I'm pretty happy about those Cortland Sutton shares right now. Um, did you touch on any of the fallers? Who's falling on here? I just want to talk about a couple of falls. So you got Gallup, Hollywood Brown, Damian Harris, Rashad Penny. Now, a lot of Rashad Penny hate out there, Jay. That run versus, um, I believe it was the, when they played the Browns and they said he lacked burst, didn't have any burst. So yeah. a lot of, lot of skepticism on old Rashad Penny in that Eagles backfield. Uh, but Jay, we've got some other little quick hitting news pieces. What else is going on out there? So I was actually surprised to see this one is that the Patriots traded Pierre Strong to the Browns. Not that it's like super notable, but I definitely expected him to get cut. So hopefully he can get an opportunity on the Browns, assuming they want him. Um, this is probably the biggest piece of news. And maybe we can touch on this later as well. But Ray, Rico Dowdle didn't play yeah, at man. all in preseason week three. So he's got to be locked in as RB2 right now. You said, you know, it could be Malik Davis, could be Rico Dowdle. It seems no, like, you know, actually no. for a while now. It's not what I said. Well, you said, said it a long time ago. I, no, a long time I said, ago. Let's, let's keep it. Okay. Let's keep it 100. Okay. I said it okay. is Malik Davis. I said there's no doubt okay. the RB2 is going to be Malik Davis. And preseason game week one, he got yeah, the opportunity. Was he, was, he was the RB2. I'm winning. I told you it was Malik Davis. And unfortunately, he looked awful. I mean, he was the worst yeah. running back out there. He got the opportunity. He got his shot to be the first guy up, and he failed miserably. He was not better than Rico Dowdle, and he was not better than Deuce Vaughn. So I think he's on the roster bubble right now. Uh, Vaughn didn't play. Do you think he play. makes it? That was the question I was going to ask you, right? Vaughn didn't play either. So Vaughn all didn't we saw play was either. Malik Davis and some other depth guys, and I'm like, okay, that's concerning because there's already three running backs not playing. They don't need a fourth. I, don't I mean, think unless he does. they think Deuce. I don't think he is. I think you talk about fumbling the bag from getting first crack yeah. to be the second running back in Dallas to potentially not making the roster. We got a kid from North Dakota State, fullback, kind of Kyle Juszczyk-like. 
He looked good. So I don't know. I don't know if Davis even makes the roster. So if you invested him early in underdog, I'm sorry. I mean, he got his opportunity and he just failed. So I just wanted to keep that a buck. I got to keep it real. I did not say he might. I said he is the RB2. Got the shot, failed. Looks like it's Rico and Deuce Vaughn season. So everybody who was concerned about Vaughn and the size, doesn't matter. He's going to, he's going to get an opportunity to make some plays for Dallas. But really... The story in that, Jay, is wheels up Tony Pollard. That's that's yeah. really what it is. Tony Pollard, they didn't bring in a, a, a Leonard Fournette. Ezekiel Elliott did not come back. They didn't bring in a Kareem Hunt. It's going to be the Tony Pollard show. So pretty excited for that. And Jalen Tolbert also did not play. So what a rebound yes. for him. for just, just from a football perspective, to be dead and gone and forgotten left about. Left for dead, to, literally. Yeah, yeah, left for dead, literally. And now sitting out the third preseason game, and Jerry Jones has already said he's locked up that fourth receiver spot. Brandon Cooks is on a one-year deal. Gallup's mm-hmm. probably going to be there next year, but we'll see if Jalen Tolbert can ca- take another step forward this season. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I was excited to see Tolbert. and looked great in the last preseason game, so happy to see him sit. Ray, we also have your boy, Sean Tucker, splitting first-team reps with mm. Rashad White, the hammer. And remember, Ray, a long time ago, we talked about Sean Tucker could yeah. be a dark horse for carries in Tampa and how the running back coach really liked him, compared him to Nick Chubb and the way he could fit into this rushing scheme. Excited to see that for Sean Tucker because like Justin Ross, who've been hyping up all offseason, another guy with some health concerns, but a ton of talent coming out of college. Traylon Burks, unsure if he'll be ready for week one. No real surprise there. Mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin is dealing with turf toe. Uncertain for the regular season opener, but man. maybe, maybe man. he's going to be ready. I mean, we we, we might hurts, know a thing man. or two about Terry, but I think he's going to be ready, man. And I think yeah. with Sam Howell, that's where we're excited for this offense. Eric Bieniemy, Sam Howell looking good. Terry, all these guys, man. Dotson poised for a breakout year. I hope Terry can be back because I think this offense could be really, really good. Ray, you your Cardinals so? you traded. Think so? I you think, think so. You I think, think the what? offense can be good. All right. Sam Howell looked the all right is, in preseason. The question is, does it translate to wins, right? Which I don't yeah. think it does. Yeah. I don't think it translates to wins, but I think for fantasy, they can put up points. Like before last year, they were run, 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 maybe pass. Taylor Heineke throws an interception, fumbles, whatever. This year, hopefully more ball control, more passing down the field, more opening up the offense with the enemy, more creative styles of, of the offense. I think there's a lot that could come for Washington this season. Uh, your Cardinals traded away their offensive lineman, Josh Jones, to the Texans and Isaiah Simmons, their former top 10 pick yeah. to the Giants for a 2024 seventh rounder. Yeah. Um, I mean, can we just find the Cardinals for tanking at this point? Because that's exactly what Cardinals they're doing. Cardinals are 100% no way collapsing for Caleb. They are collapsing for Caleb, but... At least they're acquiring draft picks, man. Speaking of draft picks, Jay, did you see the Jerry Jones inside the war room video when they were deciding Mm, between Mozzie Smith and the Kansas City Chiefs called them, offered him a third round pick to move back five spots, and they declined it to take Mozzie Smith? Really? Yeah. Jerry Jones Jones said he would have been sick had he missed a a player that he probably could have gotten in the second round. We could have banked a third rounder, but tiss the Cowboys. Finish up. You have one more piece of news, right? The last one was uh, Josh Palmer splitting first team reps at wide receiver. You know, everyone had Quentin Johnston in there as the wide yeah. receiver three, but it is important to remember Josh Palmer was a big part of this offense. And I think it was Austin Eckler who talked about the absence of Palmer in this offense was a big missing piece for them last season. And I think he's going to be a big piece going forward as well in this new Kellen Moore style offense that should be more down the field. And all we hear the reports is Keenan Allen's being hyper targeted, Josh Palmer's being involved, Quentin Johnston being involved down the field, and obviously Mike Williams will be heavily involved as well. But, Ray, there was a big story that dropped over the weekend. So how about you let the people know what I, happened what, out of Dallas? You tell me. What happened? I don't know anything. What happened? Well, um, I think finally, Ray, we can put the saga to bed. Trey it's Lance over. versus Brock Purdy. Trey Lance was deemed the quarterback three in San Francisco over the weekend. And bam, a team out of Texas had to go and snatch him up. No, it isn't his former coach D'Amico Ryans it is your Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick at that I was kind of surprised they said it'd be later compensation I expected a fifth or a sixth but to get a fourth for Trey Lance who literally has done nothing in the NFL and while it's not his fault per se decent draft capital for Dallas to give up to go and get Trey Lance and I'm curious your thoughts on this whole situation and what it may mean for Dak Prescott owned 60 million next year against the cap but after that Ray he could be out. So what does that mean for Dallas and what does that mean for Trey Lance? Well, I put out a video talking about this after it happened, about an hour after it happened. Go check it out if you want like full my full thoughts. I go through the whole situation. Uh, what's this mean? Well, it means your Brock Purdy shares have 
exponentially increased in value. I know you were a big proponent yeah. of holding on to him. You, uh, like me, we believed that he was going to be the starting quarterback. I don't think either of us really wavered on that stance the entire time, and neither of us have said that Brock Purdy's the great quarterback, but it's what San Francisco wants to do. So immediate yeah. reaction is, if you've got Brock, my question to you, Jay, is what are you selling him for today? You know, we talked about this inside of our group or inside of our Discord, patreon.com forward slash all gas that you trade him for first. Most people were like, oh, trade him for a random first. I don't think today's price is yesterday's price. I would not be mm -hmm. selling my starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers who you look at EPA per drop back. It doesn't matter who they have at quarterback over the last five years. They're inside the top 15, literally. Garoppolo, Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, EPA per drop back. Those quarterbacks in that system are efficient. You could say it's lucky. You could say it's a system. You could say whatever it's, whatever you want. But you've got the weapons. You know who the starter is. Jay, I'm asking you, two firsts, is that is that your asking price at, at minimum for a player, for the starting quarterback of the 49ers? And then from Trey Lance's side, I, I do believe that this was a leverage move by the Dallas Cowboys. They can talk all that shit they want to about this has nothing to do with leverage against Dak. This has not. They needed something because they're going to be hamstrung by him again. And there's going to be a decision to be made. Are you going to pay him $50 million a year at 32, 33 years old, whatever Dak's going to be? Or can you potentially try to, and what's so ironic about this, and I said this on that video, Jay, is if I'm Dallas, I don't need Trey Lance to be the savior number three overall pick. You know yeah. who I need him to be? You know who I need him to learn and become? All I need Dak him to Prescott. be is Brock Purdy. Just be, just run the offense. If he can just do that, he's 23 years old. If he can just run the offense, that is a little carrot that you dangle right in front of Dak Prescott and say, you know, it's just dangling right there. You just dangle that thing right in front of Dak. But if you're not going to take whatever we give you or whatever that extension may be, you don't like it, we got a young cat chilling right behind you. Now, is he going to be good enough to make it happen? I don't know. Jordan Reed, my boy from ESPN, said he needs live game reps. That ain't happening. He ain't getting no live game reps. Now, I do believe Jerry Jones is a shrewd enough operator that week one, we could see Lance out there. It, would it shock you if no they way. throw him out there to run a QB power? I'm not talking about pass the ball, but they put him out there. The crowd is going crazy, and they just run him. QB power. Dax lined up at receiver, fake stance, and they just run a QB power. It would not shock me, but he ain't throwing no damn passes this year. I'll tell you that right now. So my thoughts on the deal is worth a shot. Like Just take him, see if you can develop him. It's a fourth-round pick. Cowboys blast and waste second-round picks every single season. Just go for it. I'm fine with the cost of acquisition. And Jay, there are reports that the Bills were in on them, um, mm -hmm. and there were some the Ravens. Uh, was it Philadelphia? I know the Bills and the Ravens for sure made offers to acquire him. So seems like his services were kind of sought after by a few teams. So which also goes back to the bullshit reports that nobody wanted to trade for him. Remember that was the rumor. Yeah, nobody wanted him. Clearly, young kid, talented skills. Somebody will take a chance and try to develop them. If you're telling me Baker Mayfield can get all these chances and Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill and Mitchell Trubisky, Trey Lance should get a shot at some point. We'll see. I'll tell you what I'm excited for is him in preseason next year for Dallas, just to see what he looks like. Jay, what were your thoughts and takeaways on it? I thought it was really interesting because it wasn't a situation that I necessarily expected, right? I think a lot of people probably felt that way when the news broke. But to your point, it's, it's, it's a place where, you know, Jerry kind of has a lot of influence, obviously, over the roster. And I could see him maybe pushing for this a little bit. Obviously, he's seen the talent of Trey Lance in college and, and he can look at the tape. And he can see very clearly where he's even better in, than Dak Prescott in some areas and with his coaching and development. And maybe they bring in some guys to help coach Trey up on the side, on the practice field. And he could become, you know, kind of what we all expected him to be. I think it's just interesting to see where he may end up from here, because like you said, his career isn't over and he's like one of the youngest quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm pretty sure he's younger than some of the rookies that came in this year. I believe there's only five quarterbacks in the NFL right now that are old, younger than Trey Lance. He's been in the NFL for over th almost three seasons. So you look at it from that perspective, dude has a lot of potential opportunity ahead of him. And I would not be shocked if Dallas said, you know what, Dak, I'm not paying you $50 million a year. Because we can build our entire roster. We can sign um, all what's our guys, highest, our whole defense. What's the highest average quarterback salary right now? It's like 47? I, no, it's more than that. It's like 52 and a half or 53 what's and a half. Because it's over. 
well, Lamar is making over 50, and then the most recent contract was Justin Herbert, and then potentially even Joe Burrow passed that as so well, right? So there's a chance that, let's just, let's just say Joe Burrow gets 55 a year. They make him the highest paid. Dak's going to want that pluck. Ain't no way, man. No way. There's no, and and I'm then, and then that. that's, that's the crazy it, thing. So like I was Can't reading the it. article in The Athletic no. today about quarterback salaries and how they're just ballooning. But if you can get a Trey Lance at, you know, a million, two million dollars, those savings across the board on your roster, you could sign Tony Pollard pretty easily if you're not paying Dak Prescott all this money down the line. Like there's a lot of flexibility and things that you could do. So like it's almost Ray and, and here with me, it's almost like they're trying to build the Niners slowly. They're saying, you know what? We're not going to pay this quarterback. We're going to pay Trey Lance a little bit cheaper option, have the strong defense, have a lot of playmakers on offense. They just need to kind of add to that. But I think it's interesting to see this play out. I'm excited for Lance. I don't know what I would do in Dynasty. But yeah, you mentioned the question about Brock Purdy. I pro I think two first as an asking price is pretty bold for Brock Purdy. But I think, you know, if you wanted to trade him for a first and second, I couldn't blame you, but I probably still wouldn't. I'm not like doing I'd probably that. still hold on to Brock Purdy because I think he's gonna, I'm gonna be make the starter. You pay. I'm gonna there's no think. Right? He is the starter. There's no thinking about it. He is the starter. He's been You the never starter. know. He's, he's been I the do starter. Know. He's I do locked know. in. I do but know. Things can I told change. You. It's things can always change. Starter. No. So, Unless, absent an injury, is the starting damn quarterback. Um, so, you're talking about absent of injury in the Niners quarterback room? That they get well, injured every that's, season? That's, that's all a, I'm that's saying. A, that's a different if you conversation. Wanna sell and you think the price is right I, at first and second, okay. But I'm yeah, not, I'm holding. I, I want to see seller, what happens. I'm not giving you the injury discount. Screw that. I'm no. not shaving off no. my price because he could be injured. And I think my final point to this, I do think that when the cat. I think this is a very smart move because you know who they're going to have to pay yes. here? They're going to have to pay Micah, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, and Tyler Smith. Uh, they just paid Diggs. So the, yep. this is, and when Micah's contract comes up, he's probably going to get the highest defensive contract ever in NFL history. CeeDee Lamb is going to get paid probably at the time he will be the highest paid wide receiver. They're going to give him that deal. So they've probably, got to yeah. start thinking about how do we save money? They can't afford Micah and CD and Tyler Smith, and $60 million on the books for Dak. So I just think this was a smart move by the Dallas Cowboys. And my biggest takeaway to the fantasy football community, man, I don't know, Jay, I was on the spaces with Des Bryant on um, Friday. Late. Des and yeah, I, well, yeah, we were late, and we were talking that. about this. And there were some interesting things that he said on that, on that spaces. And the biggest one that I just want to throw out there, there's a big rumor, right, that these quarterbacks are good mentors. They go and they learn, and they're mentored and all this other stuff. Dez flat out said, Roma ain't do no damn mentoring to Dak Prescott. He said he didn't even go to practice some days. He was like, I'm just being real. He said it was awkward in the locker room. Everybody knew it was awkward, and he was just like, we all knew it was business. And he's like, that's my boy, but we saw this. And this is what I continue to preach to the fantasy community, dude, like, Football is the real NFL is much different than how we think or hope about players for fantasy. I think what what got so many people in trouble with Lance is their hope and their own personal belief that he's yeah. good, which is fine. You can have that type of conviction. I encourage you to have that conviction, but don't ignore obvious and glaring signs that the team is telling you. And the team told us from the end of the 49ers season up to the point that Trey got traded, they told us repeatedly that Brock Purdy is the starter. Yet so many people, because of their bias, wanted to close their, close their eyes, cover their ears, not hear it, not no see way. it, and it doesn't go away. Just because you close your eyes or you hope or you believe he's good, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean it's gonna come to fruition. So you got to pay attention to the clear and obvious red flags when these things pop up. So I'm excited for him to be in Dallas as a Cowboys fan. I'm ready to see what he can do. Not in a starter capacity because I don't believe he's going to do that anytime soon. And I'm just going to be real. He's not the number two. He's not start. He's not. If something happened to Dak tomorrow, Cooper Rush is a starting quarterback, yeah. period. Like there's no Trey Lance. It's going to be Cooper Rush. He doesn't know anything. He just got there. So excited that he's there. Excited it's over with. The saga's done. Brock Purdy's a starter. And then now the pressure shifts to him. The pressure shifts mm -hmm. to Brock Purdy. Now, another player who was number one on our fades list, Jay, we were just like, no part, I'm good. Got a deal. Josh Jacobs is back, and the Raiders are smart. 
You finally give the reigning NFL rushing champ money. I mean, he's 25 years old and he's good. I didn't understand why they would do him dirty like that anyway. I tweeted Josh Jacobs and I was like, thank God they didn't waste you in the preseason this year, bro. And uh, just kind of <laughs> you know, just saying, just talking some shit. But Jay, Josh Jacobs is back. The Raiders gave him $12 million. He tweeted out, I'm back. He missed the preseason, so they didn't play him in game one. How are we feeling about Jacobs now that he's back? All the running backs are essentially back outside of Jonathan Taylor. We'll get to him in a minute. But Saquon Barkley complaining. He's mm-hmm. back. Austin Eckler, we're not getting paid enough. He's been there. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs, back. All these guys that were disgruntled, they're all back in. So as we progress into this season, how are you feeling? How you know? Are, how are you feeling about these Week 17 bets with some of these backs now? My take on it is... You can't control that, man. You just got to draft yeah. the players and just let the chips fall where they may. If you start trying to account for it, especially with them being back on the field, you can get caught in a dangerous little web, right? So Jacobs is back. How do you think this impacts him? Are you excited to draft him in underdog drafts? Are you excited to draft him for redraft? How are you feeling about him in Dynasty? Do you want to acquire? Do you want to sell? Just talk to me about Jacobs and how you feel about him today, knowing that he's back. So first of all, I think the biggest thing for me is I think he's going to be ready for week one, which I think is important, right? Because people are like, oh, he might be in Cabo, Mexico, wherever the hell he is. Is he actually going to be ready for week one? He's a professional running back, man. I think of all the positions in the NFL, running back is probably the easiest one to just kind of step in and dominate right away. And we know that Josh Jacobs can do that in this system. He's got two weeks, he'll be ready, and he'll be good to go. So I think from week one, we should expect full go on Jacobs. And honestly, in redraft, I would be drafting him pretty much as high as his ADP would be, and maybe even higher than that, because they may run him into the ground again. We don't know how they're going to use him. You know, you talk about week 17, we were only worried because he would have been on the franchise tag if he did sign and there's no incentive for him to play beyond six games because his contract is guaranteed. We saw with Saquon's contract that he has to play, and I believe in the case of Saquon's, they have to make the playoffs for him to make the majority of his money or at least a large portion of his bonuses, along with the reception bonuses and some rushing yard bonuses. We don't know what the stipulations of Jacobs' contract are. We know that it is a $12 million deal similar to what we saw from the other people. Maybe some people in the chat have seen it. I haven't seen the contract itself. I would imagine it's not fully guaranteed, but I imagine it's largely guaranteed, similar to what we saw with some bonuses. So he probably has to play out the whole season to hit those. And at that point, I'm fine having him in redraft, wherever the value is. The question is, is in Dynasty, do you hold on to him if he can get you back a first round pick or maybe even a first round pick plus? No, because I don't think... I think you got to move him at that gotta point, but him. I'd be willing to buy him if someone would sell him for like a second plus a player and you want to go for it for one season because I think he will be full systems go. McDaniels knows what he can do. He was a bell cow last season. It is rare that we see players repeat performances. You know, Derrick Henry's kind of the closest option from a points per game perspective, but he did get hurt after he had a monster season. And so now you look at Jacobs trying to do the same thing. I think he will be very good. RB1, I'd lock him in probably top six. I think the problem, Ray, is it pretty much nukes any chance of Zamir White having any value this season. I think they run Josh Jacobs into the dirt like they did last year. Yeah, but he'll be phenomenal for fantasy, whether you have him in redraft or you want to buy him for a second plus in Dynasty and just go for it. I'm fine with it. But outside of that, I'm not sure you do much else with Jacobs. But I think as far as people's concerns, they shouldn't be. And especially you talk about the playoffs week 17 late in the season. I think he'll be back and I think he'll be good to go. And there's no reason today to speculate uh, otherwise. Do you feel any differently about Jacobs? Well, I I think Jacobs is is incredibly talented. And I thought they kind of screwed him over last year. I thought it was very disrespectful to play him like that in the Hall of Fame game. They ran him into the ground. He led the league in rushing. And I get it's a business. I understand it's a business. But you would think that they would try to treat their 24-year-old league-leading rusher a little bit better than that. Um, so I, I I know Jacobs is happy he got his bag. And he's probably he's going to play. He's going to play well. And then probably try to get paid and get up out of there. Uh, Dynasty, I don't know. If I can get a first for any running back right now, especially not named B. John Robinson or Jameer Gibbs or Brees Hall, it's almost like it's. It feels like it's about as good as you can get, right? First rounder, maybe you can get a, a pick, a player back. Can I get a first and Kendra Miller? Can I get a first yeah. and some other running back, younger running back with some talent, some upside? I would explore all options for that. If I had Josh Jacobs from Dynasty, I was going to play a little game of would you would you rather um, with okay. the running backs with you, Jay? Um, if you don't mind, uh, if they would pop up, keep, keep Trey cut sometimes, man. You click on the running backs, don't shit pop up. Uh, so we'll wait until that happens. Here we go. All right. We got Josh Jacobs currently valued 
as the RB9 in Dynasty. He's okay. 25 years old, RB9. Let me just ask you this. Would you rather Josh Jacobs or Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb. Okay, Josh Jacobs or Tony Pollard? Dynasty. That's so tough. In oh, Dynasty, back to I back. think it's still back to Tony back, Pollard. So, okay, all right. They're back to back and Pollard's ahead. Uh, I mean, that's where he's at right now. He's valued as RB9. So there's, I think he's in a good spot. You've got Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker, and Ramondre Stevenson right behind Josh Jacobs. I think that the issue with Jacobs is, and Scott and I talked about this on Destination Chill, he's one injury away from max volatility. If something happened to him this year, I don't care if it's an ankle sprain. People are just, I don't know why people just dislike Josh Jacobs. Maybe, I I don't know why people just don't really like Josh Jacobs. It's not even that the fact that he's bad. Everyone's appreciates how good he was last year, but nobody really just like, I want Josh Jacobs. He has an ankle sprain. You're going to see his value just tank. So he's one of those running back assets where if I could get out for a first plus, I'm doing that. It has nothing to do with the skill set. It's just the reaction to the dynasty market on how we are treating running backs today. Yeah, I mean, there are leagues where I couldn't even get a damn first-round pick for Saquon Barkley because everybody's like, yeah. ah, he's always injured, and I don't know. So I just think it's more of a reflection on the market inside of the Dynasty community with running backs outside of something that directly is a, is is something that Josh Jacobs is or is not doing. Yeah, and I think, you know, you brought up the example of Nick Chubb and Tony Pollard. And while, yes, this is a year-to-year game, I do view them as kind of like year-plus type of assets, right? We expect Tony Pollard to play for Dallas and be good next season. I think we expect the same thing of Nick Chubb in the Browns system next year. And especially in the case of Nick Chubb, could be in for a massive season. We talk about Josh Jacobs going nuclear last year and blowing up and being the RB1 in fantasy, that could be Nick Chubb this year. So you could be, you know, buying at a slightly depressed value relative to peak coming next offseason. But yeah, like you mentioned, the fantasy community has never liked Jacobs. He's always been a iffy back who's always hurt. Always dealing with injuries, even last year. Even though he always injuries, plays, play even though it's kind of like a face, yeah. fake narrative because he's always available, but yep. he, he's always on the injury report. That's what it should. He's always he is always on the injury report, but he plays. He doesn't practice, but he plays. But the community just doesn't like him, Jay. So I'm yeah. happy he's back. He's a fantastic running back. He's very young. He's extremely talented, and I think a couple of years from now. We'll look back and be like, damn, that was a nice three to four year stretch we got from Josh Jacobs and the people who had him really benefited. And you'll look back and be like, probably should have had me some Jacobs at cost. You're going to look back and be like, he was a really, really, you know, what he kind of feels like. And I'm not saying career and you didn't you have no clue who this player is because you weren't you weren't of, of adult age to watch him. But just it feels like when you think about the great running backs in NFL history, who do you think about? LT, Barry Sanders, yeah. uh, Walter Payton, Jim Brown, Adrian Peterson. Nobody throws Curtis Martin's name in the mix. Nobody. Oh, no Curtis one Martin talks again, about yeah. Curtis Martin, right? No, no. Then you go back and look at Curtis Martin and look at what he did in his career, and you're like, dude, how is this guy not mentioned as a top five running back of all time? I'm not saying historic for Josh Jacobs, but he feels like this generation's version of Curtis Martin, just good at everything, not exceptionally great at any one thing, doesn't get the hype, doesn't get the fanfare, but is just a rock-solid producer every single year. So there it is, Josh Jacobs, Curtis Martin of, uh, of our generation, Jay. All right. he's, he's a talented running back, right? He's a talented running back. But yeah, no, no respect back. from Jacobs. Never has. Never gotten any respect. Even out of college when he's at Alabama, never any respect. It's well, crazy. Jonathan Taylor gets a lot of respect, Jay, and Jim Ursay has given him permission to seek a trade. Saw a bunch of reports, saw a bunch of rumors that Tuesday is like the day. Tuesday is the deadline. Yeah, cut down day. Cut down day for Tuesday. The Miami Dolphins reportedly have an offer on the table that the Indianapolis Colts have to either make a decision on. Are they going to accept it, decline it? What are they doing? But JT, full permission to seek a trade out of Indianapolis. Now, There's a lot of fallout from this if this, in fact, comes to fruition, Jay. But immediate thoughts. Jonathan Taylor, we wake up tomorrow or later this afternoon. Schefter tweets it out. Boom. Taylor traded to Miami Dolphins for whatever compensation. What are you doing with JT? Right now, Jonathan Taylor is valued as the RB... Where is he at? The RB6. RB6. He's behind Saquon Barkley, Brees Hall, Jameer Gibbs, Christian McCaffrey, and of course, B. John Robinson. He goes to the Miami Dolphins. What happens with Jonathan Taylor? He's 24 and a half years old, plays the entire, he's only 24 years old, Jay. 24 yeah, years old for young JT. Boy. Um, young boy. 
young boy NBA. Uh, what are you doing with JT? He gets traded to the Miami Dolphins. How are we feeling about him? I would be pretty excited, right? I think, you know, you talk about best case scenario for JT. That's probably one of them. I think the better question, Ray, and we can obviously talk about JT, but I think that would maybe make the Dolphins as front runners in the AFC wow. East if they did get Jonathan Taylor. You think Taylor. so? The you think problem that with that the team top? is the defense, right? The defense was supposed to be good, and now it's not looking like it's going to be very good. The pass rush will be good. The secondary is still going to be awful, so we'll see what happens with that. But you talk about Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Jonathan Taylor. We already saw what that scheme could do. Yes, Most Tua has to be healthy. You still got those guys there. I'm well, just at saying, that point, A-Chain is well, dead. Just, like, well, A-Chain has no other, role, right? Well, but there are other people. Lots He'll of great have a, players. a sporadic role in weird places, right? I'm just saying the speed, the speed that that team would have offensively. Insanity. Even I, I think for JT, you're, you're line. probably. I think he probably bumps up to RB three, RB four, and I agree. Definitely would get a bump up. Um, I think the question though is, is that deserved, and can he actually get an extension? Is it deserved because, yeah, because okay, JT's a phenomenal running back, and he'd be you great in Miami. We are. Do we see how fickle we are with run? <laughs> would he deserve it? Are you kidding he, me? Because he gets traded. That doesn't mean he's getting paid. Just because he gets traded does not mean he's getting paid. No, and so you if said, you go, would he deserve being bumped up and propelled to the RB3 in Dynasty? And I'm like, are you yeah, kidding because me? What, because what really changed outside of, yes, the ceiling is much higher for JT, but he can still see a ton of volume in Indy. He can he's still a have offense. a great season. He's in a, yeah. he's in a better offense. It, he will not face stack boxes. The offensive line is not very good, but the Indianapolis Colts O-line doesn't look very good either. But... Yeah. yeah, he would deserve it. He's 24 years old. If he gets traded, but he's still RB six. Is he still that much he's better R than Brees Hall, who's in a great now. offense? He's RB six now because people are afraid that he's not going to play. It has nothing to do with his talent. I think he gets traded to Miami. It doesn't. It, if you knew today that JT was playing football, you're taking Jameer Gibbs over him right now. No, I probably wouldn't do that. But I understand the uncertainty of not knowing where he's playing beyond this season. Even if he is in Miami. Okay, you go you go trade you go trade your JT. Do you think he's gonna be out of the NFL? He's just gonna be no, gone. No, but I don't know where he's gonna play. There's a reason why these guys you want you want Jameer Gibbs because you like him in Detroit. He was a top twelve draft pick and he's gonna be there for the next five years. You like Bijan Robinson because he's in a run first offense that's gonna put up more and more points and get better for the next five years. We don't know where these guys are gonna play. Saquon Barkley, yeah, he's on the Giants now. Tony Pollard, yeah, he's on the Cowboys now. Josh Jacobs, he's on the Raiders now. We don't know where JT's gonna be in the next two, three years. So what if he's not in a system that's as good versus relative to these other guys? I think that's the problem is like, are you really buying JT? Like you're saying, well, you wouldn't draft Jameer Gibbs over JT, but would you trade your Jameer Gibbs to go and get JT? I mean, I'm not doing that regardless because I just wouldn't right? do Like they're the same. Point is, I think he would be absolutely deserving of being valued as a top three running back in Dynasty, if not a little bit higher that move to that offense where the pressure's off of him, he will not face those stack boxes because you've got too much other stuff on the outside, would make for not only an efficient offense, it'd be incredibly fast. And I think it would be good for Tua. You know, you're talking about yeah. who that would else would that would directly benefit. And I think that would be Tua Tungavaloa. And Jay, I, he's been one of the players that I've just been out on. I've been staying away from because I'm just fearful. The conversations about him thinking about retiring, the concussions, the falling, he's put on weight. I feel a little bit better about him a little bit. I still don't believe I have any shares of Tua in Dynasty, although I have a nice yeah. amount of exposure on him on Underdog Fantasy. But I think this would be very good for JT. It'd be good for Tyreek Hill. Somebody would get hit. I don't know if it would be Waddle that's taking the ding. Somebody I feel would would have to be even more efficient because those opportunities, some of those opportunities are going to go to JT. You trade for Jonathan Taylor, he's getting 20-plus a game. It's just happening, whether that's rush attempts or passes. So, again, I think this would be good for two. I think it'd be good for Miami, and it'd be fun. AFC East is looking like a damn battle right now. Now, the other side of this coin are the Indianapolis Colts, Jay. And yeah. we got to see Anthony Richardson, and I'm going to talk about him on the rookie report that will drop tomorrow. We got to see him play a full half of football this past Sunday versus, I believe it was the Philadelphia Eagles, right? He did the fly, Eagles fly. Did you get a chance to yeah. watch any Anthony Richardson and potentially the Colts RB1, Evan Hall, if Jonathan Taylor gets traded? 
Yeah, I did watch that game. And I think the biggest problem is that I, I think I saw what I kind of expected to see from a rich in a regular season, right? A lot of ups, a lot of downs and, and just a wide range of outcomes from play to play. I think the biggest thing with him when you comp him to a Justin Fields is his sack avoidance is at probably the top of the NFL, if yes. not just in the top five. Like you look at all the metrics for him with sack avoidance and his ability to stay away from negative plays outside of obviously interceptions, which probably will come for him in the NFL is that is a key part of his game that you need to see translate into the regular season. And outside of that, I think it's going to be a learning experience for him. I haven't watched as, as intently with Evan Hall because I was more so looking to see how Averich operated in the offense. He and he looks, he looks good. And you know, you, you tweet out that pass pro rep, happy to see that after we saw him whiff like crazy at yes. the senior bowl at times. So great for Evan Hall to be developing in that, in that scheme for sure. But it's going to be a rough year for the Colts. If they, if they do trade JT and not to say that's not going to be rough anyways, but it will be pretty rough for a rich. It will be pretty rough for that offense. Um, And then obviously if you want to touch on Evan Hall here, I'd be curious what you would do with him because he's a guy that we kind of liked. We thought he had a great skill yeah, set. He can obviously catch pass out of the backfield. Back, yeah. But what is the ceiling and, and, and what are the range of outcomes for him in this Colts offense? I think it's like an a rich or bus type scenario and he has to be good or the Colts offense and, and all those players on that team may not be so good this year. Cody Carpentier, shout out to my boy Cody, man, doing stuff with ro wa Roster Watch now, Alex Dunlap and the crew. But he tweeted out, as I, I think I put it in our Discord, I was like, this dude's about to average like 50 rushing yards a game, like legitimately. And there were a couple of NFL quarterbacks that did some film study on him, and they said they were talking about the fact that when things aren't there and he runs through his progression, what he wasn't doing this preseason was forcing the ball. He would just run it, and they were like, Keep the chains moving. That's what he needs to do early. Sort of what Jalen Hurts did his first full season starting with Philadelphia. Yes. So a lot of running from Jalen Hurts. If his first couple of reads weren't there, don't force it, run. When I watched this offense, Jay, what I really appreciated about the Indianapolis Colts was their desire to play fast. And that's what Shane Steichen did mm -hmm. with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. They were getting to the ball. They were running multiple plays. And they were doing that all the first half. Let's go. Let's go. Keep it going. I think Shane Steichen is going to work wonders with Anthony Richardson. You are going to have the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, some wow plays and some wow plays. I think you're going to get both of those inside of the A-Rich experience this year, but we probably will see enough flashes from him to be like, okay, this guy's got something brewing, yeah. right? This is, there is something there. So I was impressed with him and I was really impressed with Evan Hall. He looks better than Deion Jackson to me. Again, don't know what Indianapolis is going to do. Don't forget about Zach Moss. I don't know how long he was injured for, but once the veteran gets back, there's another body yep. in that room. Overall, the offense just looks uninspiring. They look slow with Michael Pittman. Alec Pierce doesn't look very good. Josh Downs is dropping passes. And I saw somebody in the chat talk about Jelani Woods, Jay. Reports are Kylan Granson and Alec Ogletree oh, are going to no. be on the— I'm telling you, man, Woods apparently hasn't played all all training camp. So all those Jelani Woods shares you were drafting, probably not going to happen early on. Kylan Granson was on the field. Mo Ali Cox. It's going to be an interesting ride for the Indianapolis Colts. What do you have, Jay? So I'm looking at I'm looking at the depth chart right now. It's funny you say that because literally their depth chart on our lives is Jelani Woods, Mo Ali Cox, Kylan Granson, Will Mallory. Farrell Brown and then Alec Drew Drew Ogletree Alec Ogletree the former oh yeah Al St. Jay, Louis Ogletree. Rams linebacker great great take there a great take I like that yeah, man. so not only do they have <laughs> Drew Ogletree sixth round pick in 2022 but they also have Ricky Seals Jones as their tight end seven there's a throwback name there we go Ricky so Seals. yeah lots yeah, of no, options but yeah Johnny Woods not the linebacker Cox. not the linebacker when you said that I was like not the linebacker what? from the St. Louis Cardinals. No, you know, damn it, Ogletree. There ain't many of them. It's there Ogletree. You, you know who it is. All right, Jay. You got some rookie quarterback talk on here. What do we got? Dude, Ray, I talked about this last week with CJ Stroud, how I finally saw what I saw in college on the NFL field. And one of the only games I actually watched like very intently was watching Bryce Young because I wanted to we'll see something about from Bryce Young and I... I saw everything I needed to see, Ray. The ball placement, time oh, in the pocket. I got, Thank hold on, God. Jay, real quick. What? I got, I got a news? text. I got, no, no, it's not breaking news, but got a text that Woods tore his hamstring. Tore oh. it. Oh. So, not well, good. He's not playing for a reason, then. That's not, not good. good. So, yes, you got to watch Bryce Young. 
Yes, very excited to see Bryce Young. Yes, it was against second stringers, third stringers, threw his first touchdown to Adam Thielen on a great out route. Nice, he nice finally play. had time in the pocket, but more importantly, Ray, we talked about this incessantly with Bryce Young. It's his ability to move in the pocket and avoid defenders despite his size. We talk about A-Rich, how he's so good at that. Bryce is good at that too, and we saw that play out so much in this Lions game because there was a ton of pressure, but he avoided it very well. He was stayed composed in the pocket. We saw him make his reads, and when he couldn't do anything, he ran the football, he which did. I talked to you about and why I think we may see him run a little bit in the NFL simply because the O-line is so bad that when things break down, he'll be forced to run and make plays that way. And so for me, I saw enough to believe that Bryce Young can do it. Will he do it? I don't know, but I thought he took a massive step forward and what he showed on the field. And I think we will see similar things from him throughout the regular season. Did you see anything different? It's, he's just, it's, it's, it's hard. It, there aren't really good football terms to kind of explain it. He's just, he's special in the pocket. He's got the sixth sense. Yeah. He's very good when he's not. Iki Ekwanu's got to play better. He's been pretty bad on the left side. He's been pretty awful so far. Uh, but Bryce Young looked good. Accurate, timing. He's going to be okay. I really believe that Bryce Young is going to be okay, man. Um, yeah. So it's one of those things, Jay, where, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited. I was excited to see the connection with Adam Thielen. I was excited to see him move around. And yes, albeit against second and third strings, you just want to see these quarterbacks throw the ball, play with a little bit of confidence. And Bryce Young, he just strikes me as one of the guys that other receivers, once they see, man, this guy's the guy that can get me the ball. He's only a tactical scrambler. He's not going to run 4,000 yards. I want to play with that guy. And Carolina's got yeah. crazy cap space next year to buy some players to come into that system. I think it'll be okay. Again, all these rookie quarterbacks are going to struggle. They're going to have their ups and their downs. But Bryce Young is one that I'm willing to bank on. So I was impressed with his performance. And then C.J. Stroud played against the Saints last night, threw a touchdown pass, did not play much at all. Davis Mills yeah. came in the game quite early. But again, C.J. Stroud already named the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. They went ahead and got that out of the way. So we're looking at this class. A. Rich starting day one. Bryce starting day one. C.J. Stroud starting day one. Jay, put your flag on the table right now. Of those three quarterbacks, Give me which one is going to boom, which one is going to be okay, and which one is going to bust. Is this for fantasy or just for real life NFL? Yeah, I think the answer is slightly different. Fantasy. For, and maybe none of them bust. Gets and if you tough. don't think any of them bust, and say it. Like, what do you just those three? I think just based off dynasty expectations, I would project that all three of them bust. If I had to project one to be okay, I would probably bet it to be CJ Stroud because I think the offensive line is better than it is in Carolina. I think it's a better and offensive line as well. And you look at what's happening in Indy right now, and if they trade Jonathan Taylor, that team is going to be a problem, right? And so A-Rich can, he does have weapons, and we like some of the players that are there, but that offensive line isn't great either. If they have no rushing game, they can just get after A-Rich. you have to do a lot himself. So for fantasy, it could be tough to kind of project, but I think, you know, if I was projecting the safest player this season, it's probably C.J. Stroud, especially with some of the throws we see him making in preseason. Like, you talk about it all the time, ball placement specialist, literally drops it in the bucket to Nico Collins, dude drops it down the sideline. Like, it's going to happen, but at least you see the encouraging signs of the quarterback making plays. I think Bryce will make his own plays, but the offensive line will be an issue. But yeah, I would probably say in order... CJ, then a rich, then Bryce. But I think the it could be a toss up between Bryce and a rich, depending on what happens, because a rich may end up being last and be the biggest boss of all of them relative to expectations. I think that's more what I'm saying than the actual fantasy point output. And CJ, probably the safest, because I'd imagine he's drafted as the third quarterback of the three, maybe the second. But him and Bryce are probably pretty close in ADP. And I would probably bet CJ would be the best to return on his investment. But how do you feel about those guys? I think I think that's kind of how I see it. It's probably CJ, then A. Rich, then Bryce third in terms of like upside uh, and bust. Right. So you're talking about CJ Stroud over A. Rich. You're talking fantasy value. You would that's your well take. Uh, CJ's well CJ's much lower, right? So you say bust potential. I think that CJ has a a bigger risk reward window, and he's obviously drafted as like a top what fifteen quarterback. A. Rich is, and what's CJ? He's in the twenty fourth, twenty fifth this year. So I think they're all uh, going to lose value, though. I think they're all going to lose value. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I uh, CJ Stroud is QB thirteen in Dynasty, so he's ahead of Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and Daniel Jones. So I, I don't, don't think he's going to return that value, right? Like, well, he's I just don't not. think any of them are going to return their value. A Rich is already at QB nine. Bryce is QB ten. Stroud is QB thirteen. 
I don't think any of them bust, but I do think that it's going to be pretty tough to live up to expectations. Even Anthony Richardson, love him to death, but you look at the guys that are ahead yeah. of him, Fields, Lamar, Lawrence, Herbert, Burrow, Hurts, Allen, Mahomes. Who's he leapfrogging, you know? None of them. Maybe Fields if Fields struggles. If Lamar gets injured, maybe people are like, ah, I just don't want to deal with that anymore. But like best case scenario, like his movement up after this season, I think is two spots. Best case scenario. I don't think he's leapfrogging T-Law, Herbert, Burrow, Hurts. I don't think that's happening. So I think the real answer is they're probably all ahead of where they should be. You know, if I told you right now, Jay, right now, today for your dynasty roster, what they're going to score this year, Next year, I'm not talking about 10 years from now, five years from now. This year, next season, let's go, would you rather? Daniel Jones or any of the rookie quarterbacks? This season, Daniel next Jones. Daniel Jones. Tua, Tua or Tua. any of the rookie quarterbacks? Tua Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Uh, I, I'd probably take A. Rich over Kyler, but I think the other two, I'd be fine taking Kyler. Dak Prescott, any of the rookie quarterbacks this year, next year? I'm fine with Dak, I think, over those guys. Kenny Pickett. Close, though. I, Kenny Pickett. Pickett is the Pickett is Let's the go answer. Pickett. Pickett because over, I, okay, Pickett Stroud. I, I do don't you know want? how you take... I would take Pickett over all three, I think. You would take Pickett over Anthony Richardson. I think you could make the conversation... I think today the conversation is crazy, but I think at the end of the season, the conversation may be a little bit closer than we're willing to admit. And that's more so what I'm saying. Today it may seem crazy. Okay. But if Kenny Pickett puts up a 30-touchdown season, which I don't expect, I don't think we'd be shocked. We'd be surprised, but he's looked so good. The chat five for five in touchdown race this preseason. It's very difficult to look at what Kenny Pickett has done and say he couldn't be pretty good this year. Versus a Rich, who we've just talked about, may not have the best year. So those two guys could be a lot closer to ADP. And if you want to take him today, assuming he's going to go up in value, which I'd be willing to bet that pick is going to go up in value, I think you're fine taking him over those guys. All right. Got a couple of more. Jordan Love, rookie quarterbacks or Jordan Love, who's looked incredible this preseason. But Jordan Love, rookie quarterbacks. Am I crazy for not being sold on Jordan Love? I love what I've seen. No pun intended. I do love what I've seen. I think he's been great. But I'm not sold on Jordan Love the way I think I'm sold on Kenny Pickett. Not because I love You're Kenny Pickett. You're sold on Pickett. I just think so you are sold on Kenny I Pickett. Think You're in. I, if I was You're betting in. on these guys, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. pretty in on Kenny Pickett. I think okay. the offense is great. The weapons are great. Um, I think the weapons for Jordan Love are kind of still questionable. I think he's struggled at times to get the ball to Christian Watson, which I think caps the offensive ceiling a little bit. He's been great getting the ball to Dobbs. He's got the ball to Musgrave. He's been checking down like crazy and doing great there, not taking sacks, making plays. But that big play ability to stretch the field, we haven't seen so much, and they've struggled at times to connect on that in the preseason. I've been saying it, Joe. I think he will be good. I think he'll be good, but I don't know if I take him over the rookies. All right, all right, all right. Thank you. Brock Purdy or the rookie quarterbacks? I can't take Brock Purdy. I would take Brock Purdy over Bryce and Stroud. I don't think I could take him over A. Rich just because of A. Rich's ceiling. Interesting rankings, like man. It's interesting. Uh, Jared Goff, QB 20. Brock Purdy, QB 19. Deshaun Watson. Would you take Deshaun Watson or the rookie quarterbacks? But he's behind I'm those. He's behind Bryson. I'm just telling you what the market Watson is. Watson looks yeah. like trash right now. He looks so bad. Like, so bad. And, and nah, everyone good ran. Last, I, no, have he you looked good the last preseason game. He looked fine. He looks he looked okay. Like like, no, he looked like he Watson. He looks all right, man. You didn't watch but, the game. He looked like Deshaun Watson. You I did watched not the watch, game, and he looked you fine. You didn't watch like, But again, you're, we, we've been touting him for like three years as a top eight guy, and he's not returning that. So if he's not returning that value, and he's like Dak Prescott, we're not enthused with that scenario. And everyone is asking you, Ray, they want your thoughts on Justin Fields because everyone knows how I feel about Justin Fields. And we talked about well, this you, over the weekend. What do you feel about him? What do you, he, had, hey, he had 52 yards Dude. passing on Sunday on his final it's, preseason it's, game. He looked like Justin Fields. That's exactly. He looked like, like Justin, Justin Fields. Fi no, I've Justin been Eugene on record saying. What has he I've done been to you? On record saying that Justin Fields should be fine for fantasy. And I'm fine if you want to take him. He's not exactly the guy I want to be drafting, but if you like him at value, 
go for it. I think he has the range of outcomes that will be fine for fantasy. But you look at that game and you're like, okay, he made one pass that wasn't even a good pass and it was a play made by DJ Moore. Okay, great. Another missed tackle in the open field. DJ Moore goes down the field like 40 yards or whatever the pass was. And it's like, okay, cool. But is he going to do never this every game? This guy, you're never going to give him. What is he? What kind what, of throw what does he need to make in the, order for you to say that was a good pass? What does he need to do? I mean, who looks better in preseason, field? Justin Fields or Anthony Richardson this weekend? Fields only I would like happily argue Anthony Richardson. A, oh, so a, oh, so Justin Fields didn't play enough to show that he can pass. All right, is man. that that what we're talking about? All right, it's it's. Time. He didn't look good. He didn't look good. That's he, the problem. He didn't look good. Okay, well, we know where you're at with this. Justin well, everyone Fields. everyone wanted to say that Justin Fields is back after game one, but now after game three, I'm a hater because he came back down to earth. Kenny Pickett or Justin Fields, who would you rather have? Right now, you got to draft it. I don't care, don't care about the chat. For your dynasty roster, which one would you rather have? Who do you feel more secure in? Justin Fields I'll take or Kenny? Justin Fields. All right. Uh, you ended I'll this on a right. I like Kenny Pickett. I was, I was about to put you off the screen. You were about to get kicked off the screen, Jay. If you would have started that shit this morning, you were getting kicked off no, the screen. No, no, All no. Right. Everyone All can right. hear my Fields takes. It's well documented. I think it'll be fine for fantasy. I'd happily have my rosters. I just All think right. he's a little bit overvalued. There it is. We appreciate all 430 of y'all in the building today. Hit the like button before you get out of here. Hit the like button. You can run the music. Jay, run the music, man. Is the music going? Run the music. Run, run the music, man. We appreciate everybody being here. Make sure you tap into all the content on DD. Scott's Pod dropped today. Destination Chill dropped uh, last night. Straight to the bank this Friday. Overreaction Pod off the line. Fantasy Football. Rookie Report. I put a receiver out. So a receiver Trinity video out. We got more of those coming. We appreciate y'all staying locked in. Rock with us. We got some fun stuff dropping this week. And uh, Jay, anything you want to say to people before we get out of here? No, man, I'm good. I said it all with Scott's Pod. And I'm excited for Cutdown Day, baby. Let's see Cut who makes down, the bro. rosters. Appreciate everybody being in the building. We'll see y'all next week on Wake Up, We Out. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me and the entire Destination Devi team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access now if your money's a little funny we do have free content for you make sure you subscribe to the all gas newsletter there's a link in the description of this video below and subscribe to the destination debbie podcast radio feed where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week now y'all can get out of here i appreciate y'all tapping in it's all gas all the time i love y'all i'm out of this thing peace